Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yeah, we are coming to you live from the, uh, the National Comedy Center in Jamestown, New York. Um, and uh, it is uh, my pleasure to be back here. And it, uh, uh, tonight is a, a fundraiser. Um, if you're watching, uh, I would ask one of two things. I know that uh, the, these are tough times in terms of asking uh, for money. Um, but if you if you you know if you sent if you if you sent five bucks in you're watching you'll see uh, you're going to be seeing this uh, stream for a while hopefully hopefully it doesn't fuck things up because <laughs> it was really beautiful earlier in the day and then uh, we're in we're in Jamestown New York which is between Buffalo and Cleveland which is like between the cheeks of <laughs> so. So, so the weather pattern may have really kibosh. If you're going, what happened? That's what fucking happened. But so if you sent five bucks in, it would be great. If not, what I really hope more, even more than that, is is that you you come and visit. Um, this is an extraordinary uh, museum. It's unbelievable. We're in a room that uh, you actually can. Uh, this is the stage that you stand on, and you do. Um, folks can actually do bits. Uh, uh, that uh, comics that they like, and they they're they're printed out. And you can stand here and actually do those bits. Um, it is a about an 85 percent um, interactive museum. Um, this summer they uh, you, you go on to uh, if you you know go to go Google National Comedy Center dot org. <laughs> that's how that's what a big deal is. Not that dot com shit. That dot org, which is short for organ, and um, they. Uh, but if you go take a look, because they'll be doing, a, they're going to be doing a, a Johnny Carson exhibit, and then um, they're going to do uh, an exhibit of. Uh, I think I got this right of uh, Carl Reiner's, uh, who had been. Um, and that, 
And that'll, that one is in July, and uh, they're going to be honoring him. Uh, and so uh, it's, it's well worth your time. It's, uh, I've, I've, I've been like a, uh, I've done this a lot in terms of uh, like a, somebody, but it's a, it's a great vacation. And for those of you who are going, well, you know, it's going to, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the best vacations you can take. The bang for your buck is phenomenal, okay? And if you're, if you're, uh, if you put in, uh, if you throw in uh, Lucille Ball, who uh, her, uh, much of her stuff is here, that's just down the street. It's an, it's an, it's an incredible way to spend uh, two or three days. And then you're right near Niagara Falls. If, you know, if you're just depressed, you can jump. <laughs> Um, <laughs> if at that point in time during the summer you've just had it, you you can flee to Canada. There's a lot of options. There's a uh, there's a casino nearby, and there's some great golf courses that I've been shitty on. So uh, uh, I just wanted you to, to know about that and and and, and consider it because it's it's well worth it. But right now we're going to get on with with your uh, with your uh, with the things that bother you. And uh, this comes from, oh, you piece of shit. <laughs> this is an Apple product. <laughs> wow. This is from Vito Rendazzo. And I was listening to Rantcast number 74, and I was surprised to hear that you were coming to Jamestown, New York. <laughs> and so was I, Vito. <laughs> Wish I could see you live, but life gets in the way of that. Uh, I'm working at the moment. Your rants and videos have helped me to get through this pandemic and dealing with idiots every day. The reason why I'm sending this rant is about our mental health system in this country. I've worked in the mental health field for over 10 years, and I've never seen things this bad. Every time a tragedy happens, we all get together and talk about what we should do and could, and nothing is ever fixed. Prior to COVID, the mental health system was already broken. COVID pulverized it. This path of destruction continues across America, is evidenced by providers struggling to find providers to provide mental health services because everyone is burnt out. In the last two years, I witnessed providers whom I've been working with in the mental health field head for the door in droves. Society needs to wake up because there will come a day where people will be in crisis and there will be no one to answer the call. Signed a burnt out social worker. It's always nice to start with an upbeat. <laughs> I find that really grabs the audience. Uh, and, uh, but I think it's important. It's something I keep repeating. It's something that we ignore. It's, we're, we're having arguments about things we shouldn't be having arguments about at all. To be, for us to be in complete conflict. We're, in, we're living in two separate realities, for starters. Two separate, completely separate realities. And so as a result, um, you know, you, you put that together with the fact that uh, children, uh, adults, everyone, it's, you know, has, has had some kind of a, you know, has some sort of a, a mental health thing going on, which, in, I mean, at least for myself, I've, I've never had a problem. Uh, I, know, I know that seems <laughs> odd. So I just thought I'd start with that because I think it's important to note. And then I, we go right into... Um, <laughs> we go to two that kind of explain why. This is from David Niles, who I think is here, right? Oh, there you are, David. <laughs> this, is, this, this will explain 
what's, what's driving people nuts. This is David's open mouth chewers. Oh, the humanity, it drives me nuts. The sounds, the sight, the food particles flying through the air. I can't, I just can't. Close your freaking mouth. So you can see, you can see what drove him over the edge. So when you ask, why did, why did David drive his car into your car? It's because you fucking didn't shut your mouth while you were eating. This comes to us from, from someone who sent this in a while ago, uh, not from here. Uh, uh, this is really, I thought, just splendid. Qu questions is from Vernon Pride. Questions I've been asked today on my birthday. What day is this? March 2nd. What day is March the 2nd? This year it's Wednesday. Why are you at work today? I have work to do. Does any, doing anything special today? Why? How does it feel to be 65? As opposed to 64? What did you get for your birthday? Medicare. <laughs> How much longer are you gonna work? 4 p.m. or so. What are you doing after work? Taking a nap. How old are you? I was born in 1957. You do the math, genius. When did my birthday morph into stupid question day, Lewis? I'm fucking 65. I sound like a creaky door when I stand up. My gallbladder is fucking daring me to eat another piece of cake, and I no longer sleep more than 90 minutes at a time because my bladder has shrunk to the size of a walnut. I don't want to celebrate. I want to suck down a handful of Tylenol with a Tums chaser and sleep till March. Till March the fucking third. At what point can we stop celebrating and tell anyone that asked, hey, go fuck yourselves? <laughs> this comes to, to, to us from a doctor, not a pulmonologist. <laughs> Someone can't say. People bring their kids into the ER because they vomited once, or they thought they had a fever, or they had a rash, but it disappeared, or they had a belly pain, but it's gone. And then you have to act like they're not stupid. So you get a good doctor survey score. Wow. When that fucking, why do we have, why should a doctor get a survey fuck score? Son of a bitch, would you go, why didn't you, wouldn't you see a doctor who was fucking, if you've got kids, wouldn't you go to a friend of yours who has kids? Unless you're living in, like, an, like in Amishville, or somewhere where you're off and nobody's around, would you ask somebody, do you think it's a good fucking, what the fuck do we need scores for? Don't people talk to each other anymore? Oh boy, I went on to Angie. Used to, be, used to be Angie's list, but now that it's Angie, whoo, it's really unbelievable. You go on to Angie to get a doctor? Fuck you, this is bull, I'm serious. Every time I do fucking, and there's been a lot of stuff I get in terms of rants is people going, why do I have to fucking, I do something, and then the next, within it's eight minutes, will you, will you tell us, will you, will, you, will you grade us, will you send us a, fuck you. Yeah, it was good, that was fine, the fucking food came on time, you fuck. 
this, this is from Kimberly Sager. Uh, Lewis, asking an Italian if they want a rant is like asking him if they want sauce on Sunday. <laughs> my rants would be too many to list here, but one nearest and dearest to my heart is the big fucking monstrosity of a tree at the mouth of my driveway. It has seeped its way into the drive, and I've twisted my neck and back on several occasions while backing out to avoid driving up this asshole of a trunk. <laughs> the city has deemed it to be slaughtered, but it hasn't yet. Oh, the, there's, another, there's other things, too, like potholes, but we can get lost in that, Brandt. And then there's things like seeing the long lines at Starbucks that irritate the crap out of me when those same people are bitching about gas prices. <laughs> That's a good one. Fucking remember that one. I'm serious. People yelling about, I was fucking out the other day, we were fucking driving somewhere in, in, the, uh, in the bus. Here's something you can think about when you're feeling, holy fuck, I'm spending too much on your gas. I'm in a bus. <laughs> Okay? In order for me to come here today from New York City to do this show, I'm down $44,000. <laughs> but they are. They, they fucking, they're bitching, and they stand in line for a $7 latte. Fuck you. Yeah, I have whipped cream. <laughs> uh, we can move on. <laughs> okay. Okay, she's yelling about the gas prices. The same people are bitching about gas prices. Now we can move on to mentioning those same people are paying for nails, toes, and hair appointments, but are now willing to gallop a horse to get to work. It's all quite fascinating and asinine at the same time. But I digress. I hate that big flippin' tree. <laughs> nothing more, nothing less. What you gonna do? It is what it is and all those other annoying statements that never get us anywhere. <laughs> this is, this is uh, from, I'm reading this because it just, uh, it, it comes uh, from a totally different perspective. It comes from uh, Germany. It comes from uh, Dagmar Albrecht. I'm a 59, and it always kind of amazes me that, uh, that it is, we are, that it, this is being watched. Um, and I hope she's watching uh, now. Uh, I'm a 59-year-old woman listening to your rants from Berlin in Germany. And uh, I, I, I don't really know why, as I have no affiliation <laughs> or sentiment or relationship with any of the towns you're visiting. <laughs> it must just be that the, a lot of the rants are just universal. Also, it is just so good to have someone rant about whatever it is instead about oneself. I'm working in a project that helps migrants start their own small NGOs to do charitable activities. So I'm close to what is going on right now. The refugees who came to Germany in 2015 are now settled enough to dive into the administration of how to start a charity and how to get funding for helping people. So now, when the Ukrainians are coming, there are more of us to welcome them and help, which is just great. The stories we hear from the Ukrainian refugees are just heartbreaking. Again, people are giving them temporary or even long-term places to stay and help with all uh, what needs to happen, which is also great. As we have learned from 2015, and a lot of those volunteer groups are still up and running, 
Things are much smoother now, but at the same time, there are just so many in need. Last weekend, this is um, 12,000 arrived in Berlin alone. You can imagine that many volunteers are needed. In the meantime, the idiot in Moscow continues this nightmare, and our government, though having shifted in the right direction a little bit, still does not do enough in terms of sanctions or support for the Ukraine. When you look closely, things still get through to Russia, which shouldn't. So I guess this is really not a rant. I just wanted to say that it helps to watch you and potholes in <laughs> <laughs> a cold venue in Providence are just what I need to distract me for a brief moment from the next social media post of a Ukrainian mother and child who are looking for accommodation in some town in Germany. So thank you. I really wish I could sit with you in the bus and just be annoyed with you about just about anything. There certainly is enough out there. Greetings from Dagmar in Berlin. Wow. She, I don't know. I don't know, Dagmar, you'd probably be in the, I think you'd leave the bus in about eight minutes. Just go, I'm not going to listen to this shit. I'm, I'm going to go get a, I'm going to Dunkin' Donuts. No, that's, thank you for that. Um, and it's good to be reminded, we don't get, I mean, what we're, we're getting pulverized by television in terms of that news. You don't get anything that's, spoken by a person, except when it's that sound bite, and you kind of wonder how they feel when they're being put on it. You know, how did it feel when you, what the fuck kind of a question is that? How do you think it felt? I would never be shocked if at some point somebody was asked that question about how it felt when you saw the, your apartment building blow up or the, the tornado come through, or that this happened, or that that happened. It wouldn't ever shock me to see somebody just take a gun and go, fuck you. I'm serious. And, uh, and well, uh, I, I, I probably shouldn't have said that. It's one of those things. It's one of those things. Of, Boy, he said that thing, and then 12 other people started shooting people during interviews. Not shoot at them, shoot over their heads, okay? Over their heads. But it is, it's unbelievable. Every time I think, what would I do? I would be, fucking, I would pee on their foot that much. <laughs> this is, uh, this one too is uh, pretty unbelievable. This is from Lisa Borum. Uh, I met her in Richmond just, uh, by the way, which is the opening, and I'm not going to read that and go right to what she's talking about. My military service is going to be the topic of my rant to you today. I know that despite your lack of personal service, you understand the perils of it enough to feel an empathy for us veterans that not many people feel. I submit to you my own personal hell that I went through during my time serving my country. I was groped by a fellow classmate in the school I went to for the Navy. Nothing too serious. Just a dude that didn't realize grabbing a woman on the ass while both of you are in a military uniform is crossing lines. The real bitch was how I was treated afterwards. I got upset with said man for grabbing at me and often told him that I didn't appreciate his attention, that I expected not to have to deal with an atmosphere of fear while I was learning an already difficult military trade. I once instructed him to not fuck with me. For this, I was stood at attention in my staff supervisor's office for at least 45 minutes and told what a piece of shit I was by several high-ranking military personnel. 
how I didn't deserve to wear my uniform, and how they were going to tell my brother, also an instructor at the command, that I wasn't worth the air I breathed. It's just it's stunning. I mean, it's, it crushed me in ways I cannot describe to you. My autonomy and my self-respect were, in those minutes, absolutely destroyed. I felt like a failure, not just to the military, but to my own flesh and blood family, that they just had to bring into it. How can it be that if someone in a uniform, successful in the United States Army, tells you that you are a complete piece of shit, that it could ever not be so? It has been 19 years, almost two decades, and I'm still, still dealing with this on a daily basis. I've been in psych wards twice, one of those times being less than a month ago. I am currently applying for permanent service-connected disability for my worsening and failing mental health. Let me tell you what I've learned in the last 19 years since this event occurred. People in uniform are often the worst type of asshole that walks this earth. I joined an organization from which I expected honor and was treated less than human because of my gender. I dealt well with military life in general. The lack of sleep, the shouting drill instructors, boot camp was easy as pie. What I could not deal with was being mentally destroyed for verbal retaliation, for sexual fucking assault. In the civilian section, I, I, sector, I'd have my aggressor fired, as well as a lawsuit against the company of employment that allowed that to happen to me, especially since the staff advisor that initiated what I now note to have been unfair treatment openly admitted that my punishment was religiously motivated. This is, this is really, we were both Mormon, oh, don't get me started, and Mormons aren't supposed to fucking swear. This is why I was a piece of shit. This is, was the US Navy. All I have is documented military sexual trauma in a life dealing, dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder, nightmares that wake me screaming in a constant level of anxiety that would make most grown men shit themselves on a daily basis. Those that wear the uniform that many would find worthy of respect are not often themselves worthy of that respect. They were wrong. They made me even worse of a victim by their demeaning attitude, and they wounded me in ways I'll never recover from. At least they've told me that I likely qualify for complete service-connected disability due to my 19 years of documented mental illness. Forgive me if I find it to be way too little, way too late. I'm not a piece of shit, but I've spent 19 long and unsuccessful years undoing the damage that repeatedly being told that I was has done to me. Sexual assault victims are not pieces of shit. Fuck victim blaming. Fuck those that feel they have the right to place their hands on any part of a woman's body without their permission. Fuck all those, both men and women, who've instigated the very many instances of sexual assault that go undocumented and unresolved in the military every day. It is way too common and way too painful. With love, U.S. Navy veteran Lisa Borum. That was fun. That's, I mean, but you know, I prefer hearing someone say it and be able to get it through to us as opposed to uh, the way in which we normally get. I mean, I just think it's an important. I think it's important, and I think it's important that the person be heard, and however it helps, on whatever level of it, even it helps. 
Um, but it's followed by this, another, another veteran. I'm a pissed off combat vet. I did 10 years, three combat deployments, and was medical retired. I'm going to have a little trouble because some of the, there's something, the, there's some grammatical things in here. What pisses me the fuck off is those turd nuggets on the right like calling me a commie. I'm going to repeat that. What pisses me off is the, those turd nuggets on the right like calling me a commie because I'm a, a vegetarian animal rights activist. Wow. Who believes that every human should have the right to things like clean water, um, health, <clears throat> medical aid, and food. You know, is all the shit that the fucking commies want. <laughs> when the fuck did it become a bad thing to help your fucking fellow humans? For fucking shit, goddammit, we are stuck on this round ball called Earth together. When I ask the fuck turds about their military service, they say, I didn't serve, but my grandfather or uncle did. So let me get this goddamn straight. You want to call me a fucking shitbag commie, but yet you're too and shit to join? You take up for a McRib-looking, draft-dodging, should have been a stain on the sheets turd of a president, but I'm the commie? Fuck you. Fuck your fucking mother. Fucking Trump-supporting ass. Eat shit, you fuck nugget. That's... That's... That's a pretty alliterative piece of work there. <laughs> the Christians out there, how do you justify taking up for him? Which marriage is the Christian one? The one he cheated on or the one he cheated with? What would Jesus do and fuck you too? Next time a fucking Trump supporter wants to thank me for my service, I'm going to ask them what branch they were in. And, uh, and if they say I didn't serve, I had a family, well, because nobody in the fucking military had a family. I'm going to drive that fucking I love my country, but too afraid to die for its shitbag straight to the nearest army recruiter and tell the recruiter he wants to join. And let's see how fast they chicken shit out. Best regards. Just, just call me commie. That actually, I don't know if I said his name, that's Terry Ratliff. This is uh, from Serious Delirium. Uh, what in the name of holy fucking pumpkin pie Christ? How good is that? I know a number of you will be going to church tomorrow, but you still got to, you got to kind of enjoy that. I've never seen pumpkin pie next to Christ. Even, even, in the, even in that picture, The Last Supper, there's no pumpkin pie. <laughs> what in the name of holy fucking, fucking, fucking pumpkin pie Christ is with Apple and their vendetta against buttons? You know what I mean? Apple is trying to phase out a basic and perfectly functional part of modern technology. The button. You push it. It makes shit happen. But apparently that's not good enough. Remember long ago when the mouse used to have two buttons? Even a trackball for horizontal and vertical scrolling. But then Apple made them all vanish. I hope they're proud of themselves. Holy shit, remember when the iPhone had that big iconic button on the front? It was perfectly fine since anything you want to press is on the screen. But then try going into Safari, bring up a web page, and all the buttons are on the bottom. Perfect, right? 
but as soon as you start scrolling, the fucking buttons disappear. <laughs> oh, but it's not just Apple. Mostly anything you do on a modern device is done by complex touch commands. Touch the left, touch the right, drag two fingers, swipe three fingers. How about my middle finger? <laughs> What's the deal with hiding buttons? Do they think it looks cleaner? Do they think buttons are tacky? Do they think it makes it look cutting edge and futuristic like somebody at Apple saw a sci-fi movie and thought it would be a good idea to have it in real life? What's next? Are they gonna take away all the buttons on the keyboard so all you have is a blank chrome slab of nothing? Oh no, don't give them any ideas. I will never understand why minimalism is so appealing on a mechanical device, especially at the expense of functionality. Does anyone think this is cool? Oh yeah, look at how tiny and smooth and attractive my device is. It does more with less. It helps harness my mellow. It sparks joy, man. Isn't that impressive and cool? Well, forgive the fuck out of me and my cranky aging ass, but I'm a stuff-loving button-mashing guy. I love my goddamn buttons. You wanna camp out in line for the latest and greatest super device version, three million point eight and a half or whatever, just because it's half a millimeter thinner and has no buttons? I dread to think what the future holds for us. Imagine a door with no doorknob. You'd have to swipe your finger on the area you think the knob would be. I say to Apple and all other tech companies, I hope you're proud of yourselves. You made the buttons disappear. Great magic trick. Now. Can you fucking make them reappear? Because this is bullshit. <laughs> this is from Jim, the teacher. Over the last 11, 12, however long fuck it's been, <laughs> I've heard time and time again that teachers are the best. Teachers are the most caring, selfless people in the world. And we need to respect the teachers. While, yes, teachers are gaining a lot more respect, not to mention that our first lady is a former teacher and holds a doctorate in education. My position has been continuously mocked and ridiculed. You see, I'm a recent college graduate, and I just got my first actual teaching job last July. My interview went great. I got to meet several of the staff members, and obviously they liked me enough to give me some money. The problem was all the interviewers kept eating away at me with a single phrase. I am not a goddamn gym teacher. I did not just spend $50,000 and four and a half years of my life to be reduced to a shirt with a whistle. Fuck that bullshit. My degree is in kinesiology and health. I could have been a nurse or physical therapist, but I wanted to continue working with kids and potentially straightening a crooked path. I'm a fucking PE teacher. Jim is not a subject. Jim is a place. I teach you about nouns and language arts, but I don't teach English. I teach physical education. I know when people usually think of a PE teacher, they imagine some meathead fuck who is way too stupid to do anything else in life. Not at all. Not only do I teach kids how to employ different movements in game settings, I also have to teach healthy habits. More on that later. Act as a confidant for middle schools who are struggling with body dysmorphia and complete the standards and practices for a new teacher in Iowa during the third fucking spike of a pandemic. I swear to Christ, Allah, L. Ron Hubbard, Gandalf the Grey, <laughs> Anyone will listen if one more parent schmuck walks into my gym and asks, why aren't you playing dodgeball? 
I'm going to draw and quarter them with my plastic scooters. <laughs> also, if I get one more goddamn email from a parent asking why their kid is failing PE, I'm going to bury them under the home plate of my kickball field. <laughs> Your kids spend copious amounts of time every evening sitting on his ass playing Roblox, Call of Duty, or whatever fucking game you bought them, and eating loony amounts of shitty food because you failed to put on your pants and be a parent. And then you have the fucking nerve to ask me why your kid can't run for three minutes without needing a break. Oh, I almost lost my cool there. Maybe I'll just grab a foam ball and throw it at the wall as hard as possible. At least then the kids will quit asking, why don't we ever play dodgeball? <laughs> Thanks, Lewis. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This, is, this person wanted to be anonymous so much that they said it, it's anonymous anonymous. <laughs> Here's to the dipshit who decided to bring a gun into the mall where I work. Despite multiple signs saying concealed weapons aren't allowed, some asshole decided that they were, weren't going to be cool if they didn't bring a gun into the mall with them. Randomly, one day, I see a ton of terrified shoppers stampeding together, children crying, people yelling, and all of a sudden management is closing our doors and we're hiding in the back. At that point, nobody knew what was happening. Eventually, we find out that Mr. Badass not only decided to carry a gun into the mall with them, but manage to shoot themselves by accident, which is the best case scenario. <laughs> I can't imagine the trauma some people are going through or if the horror they had, if they'd actually shot anyone else. They were right in front of the fucking Lego store. You have no idea the amount of joy that I felt when I found out that they managed to shoot themselves. <laughs> Yes, they survived, but oh no, they needed to be rushed to the hospital. Hopefully the ambulance had to stop for gas and a cheeseburger on the way to the hospital. I hope they get plenty of jail time, that they are everyone's girlfriend and punching bag while there. <laughs> I would love to give them a swift kick in the ass. Thank you for sharing my thoughts and feelings about this sorry bastard. Now, oh yeah, this is. Here's an interesting back to back. There's, this is, this is the way we deal with uh, health, and then I'll read you the way uh, another country deals with health, and then hopefully, um, 
you'll get a, someone who does pulmonary medicine. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to say, before I begin, I feel it's necessary to state I'm a proud American and come, this is Liz Snyder, and come from a family of true patriots. My father served in Vietnam, later served as a drill instructor at Fort Bliss. And the D.C. chapter of the, the D.A.R. is named after her great-grandmother. Okay, so she's got bona fides. You see, my boyfriend has a serious medical condition. He suffered his first amputation in 2017 and was encouraged to apply for disability. Since working was no longer a realistic option, he completed his application. Denied. He appealed the decision. Denied. He requested a hearing before a judge. Estimated wait time 500 days or approximately a year and a half. While waiting for a hearing date, he had to undergo surgery again. This time it was another amputation. He lost his foot and a portion of his right leg. He did, however, get a hearing date for a week following his discharge from the hospital. The hearing appeared to go well, and all the testimony and official physician's statements declared him disabled. So we waited another 60 days for the official letters containing the judge's decision. Denied. This time, we got to see in writing how it all works. The judge decided not to accept the findings of Social Security's own experts, nor the determination of their chosen doctor. She claimed my boyfriend could walk with a cane and his condition is well controlled with medication. Newsflash, the man with one leg cannot walk with a cane. And if this condition was well controlled with medication, then he is sure chosen some fucked up elective surgery. <laughs> Don't you know it's the latest rage in weight loss? Just swing by your local hospital and get rid of a few pesky pounds by asking to be a double amputee at 41. I want to scream, and I want to call these people what they are, right to their faces, monsters. But we don't get to that. We, all we can do is request a review of the judge's decision by the Appeals Council, which we have done, and now we wait the estimated 14 days, 24 months for that answer. If you have done the math, you will know that we are now at five years and two amputations. Got it? That's the way we work. We're fighting about shit, endlessly. And you do it up here. You do it in the cold. That's what's really crazy. Seriously, that's madness. I can understand doing it in Florida. It's warm. But to do it here where it's fucking frozen and you're yelling over a lake at each other, Jesus. I understand there are awful people in this country that falsely apply for and receive disability benefits. I've even met a few, but there are honest people who are suffering for years trying to get someone to help. And before anyone questions our motivation, thinking my boyfriend or anyone else is just looking for a handout, monthly check from Uncle Sam, you can shove that self-righteous attitude straight up your holier-than-thou tight ass and wait for the diamond to pop out. We aren't fighting for a monthly check. We're fighting for basic health care and medication. We live in the taint of America known as Florida, <laughs> where then-Governor and now-Senator Rick Scott refused federal aid money to expand Medicaid. Because of my age, because of age, my boyfriend doesn't qualify for Florida Medicaid without being declared disabled by Social Security. The medication he should be taking costs over $1,000 a month, and a prosthetic leg to give him the chance of walking again can cost 10000 or more. Maybe in 18 to 24 months, we'll get lucky and he'll be approved. Or maybe he won't. Maybe he won't make it long enough to hear that news. As I said, when I began, I'm a proud American. But the rest of these fucks are making this country a little less to be proud of. 
We all need to start remembering that people should come before politics and to check our personal options at the door before opening our mouths or passing judgment on anyone or anything. I don't know exactly how we got here, but it's about time we start making our way back home. That's the reason I read it, was for that sentence. And I'm taking you through some, uh, there are not a lot of places I would do this. And uh, I appreciate the fact that I can do it here. Um, you'll probably be drinking heavily. <laughs> but then listen to this. Um, this is from Ross Parks. I've sent a couple of rants in the past about how I can't believe that a state with nearly no gun restrictions like Texas can pass laws conjured by old white men that dictate what a woman can and should do with her body or about how our wonderful Canadian leader is a complete fucking idiot cunt. <laughs> but I digress. The reason for this splendid piece of literature is to remind everyone who may be listening just how fucked up the United States healthcare system truly is. As I alluded to, I'm a proud Canadian and as such feel the need to share this story. A year or so ago, at the height of the COVID pandemic, or as your mango Mussolini called it, the China virus, <laughs> a family member of mine, and for those of you who, uh, out there who are watching, I'm gonna say it again and I repeat it every time. If you find what I'm reading to be disturbing to you in terms of talking about him, then send something in, okay? And don't act like, just send it in. I don't need it, okay? You've got the option. I'm sitting here with the pad. This is what I'm getting. Son of a bitch. A family member of mine was diagnosed with breast cancer. She's a lady in her 50s and what we would call lower middle class and was unemployed at the time. That is critical to the story because it didn't fucking matter. You see, regardless of status or income, she went through a surgery to remove the mass, months of radiation and chemotherapy, and she was cleared of all cancer just a couple of weeks ago. I say this to say that though our healthcare system may be flawed, and yes, we pay enough taxes that would give the average American a small series of strokes, but our sick and injured get treatment without fear of a six-figure bill or the need to remortgage their home. The fact that the greatest country on earth, ironically called that by people who've never fucking left their own state, still view healthcare as a profit-making venture is fucking insane. Not only did this family member get treated and cured of fucking cancer, our healthcare system provided her fuel vouchers to ensure she could make it to and from the hospital. So I say to you, Uncle Sam, get your fucking shit together so that those who need the care can get it. Or since it's illegal to drive a car without insurance, don't drive to the hospital. Drive through the motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty simple. That's the difference. You got one guy who's waiting five years and she doesn't have cancer and gets a fucking fuel voucher. Huh? You must have been weeping during that. <laughs> Where do I get a fuel voucher? Tammy Ashworth, as if Disney hasn't destroyed enough, they've set their sights on a square mile of desert wilderness in Rancho Mirage, California. They're going to make something incredible that has never been seen before. A hotel 
condos, a ridiculously large water thing featured that's draining our aquifer, restaurants, all sorts of stuff. We have more of all of this shit in what we call resort communities that we have now. Who's going to work there? The casinos, restaurants, hotels, and resorts are all consistently holding job fairs for all their hospitality and service workers. Let tourists enjoy the Disneyland Park 90 miles away where they cleared orange groves to make way. It's only $300 a ticket. I apologize for not cursing. I'm a teacher, and if one of my students got a hold of that, I'd be doomed. <laughs> I read that only as a setup to this following piece, which came from Mildred Ellison, who has been a consistent writer for years to the, to the rant is due and, is, and sends in some really great pieces from time to time. And this is one that she found in the British paper. A pair of sisters were arrested. Have you guys folks been to Disney World? Yeah, well, then you'll love this. A pair of sisters were arrested after getting into a drunken, naked brawl. God, what I would pay. I would pay for that. Were you pointing it? Did you? It was. Wow. Oh, it was you two. Wow, that's phenomenal. And you're here tonight. Well, I'll stop the show and you can... We can, we can raise some real money on this live stream. <laughs> a pair of sisters were arrested after getting into a drunken, naked brawl at Disney World, surrounded by other guests, before one slipped on the other's vomit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. The two women, aged 29 and 31, were enjoying a break with their family when they had a night out at the steakhouse <laughs> at the resort in Orlando, Florida. A member of the security team helped them call an Uber, but the driver refused to take them as they were too drunk. Imagine how fucking drunk they have to be at the Uber driver saying no. Moments later, they started arguing with the older sister, calling her sibling a bad mom and slapping her. The sheriff's report said both females were screaming at each other, and after attempting to calm the situation, the security manager said one female slapped the other in the face. At that point, both females began punching, slapping, and pulling each other's hair. God damn it. This is... <laughs> one separated, both sisters ran at each other, slipped and vomit, then fell into the bushes while still fighting. The security manager said the younger sister ran a few feet away and took off her dress, exposing her breasts. Shortly after, they began to punch each other again. God damn it, that's good. I don't care if you didn't like that. I did that for me. Some of you may know this. You probably heard this. But, and, but I didn't have a chance to read this when it happened. Um, and if you haven't heard it, you'll... You're going to have to really wonder about us. Recently, a Texas politician questioned a forestry official if we can fix the moon's orbit to combat climate change. What the fuck? <laughs> Is the moon's orbit broken? Does this moon know anything about celestial mechanics? Doesn't seem so. How can this idiot ask this question of a forestry official? Doesn't he know forestry officials aren't physicists? or astronomers. 
for fuck's sake, forestry officials are basically English lit majors <laughs> whose parents got them a government job when McDonald's wasn't hiring. <laughs> when I read what this shit stain said, it broke my brain. I couldn't realize a living human said it. I had to verify it. I checked the calendar. It wasn't April 1st. Three news sources reported the same thing. I mean, just glancing at it, I had to believe that it was something. A parody website had reported mainly because it mentioned that a Texas politician said it. Even Texas couldn't vote someone like this into a political office. You'd think they'd learn their lesson with that shit for brains cruise. But my now, my left eye started to blink out of sequence with my right. As incredulous as this is, it was true. How could this event even happen to occur that moving the moon was possible in the first place? To combat climate change, how? What's the method? Good intentions? Clap hands long enough until Tinkerbell moves it just to get you off her sparkly back? Why didn't easier ways like regulating the polluters to reduce their emissions to near zero or wean our culture away from oil occur to him? Perhaps every oil company, from ExxonMobil, Halliburton, Citgo, et cetera, that have interests in Texas politics might have climate change suggestions. Politicians deride Greta Thunberg for her suggestions in mitigating climate disaster, citing her age and inexperience as if her questions aren't valid. Yet when confronted by an obviously moronic statement, why didn't people shut this idiot up? His colleagues should have ushered him away for treatment and diagnosis. But it goes deeper. Some Texans voted him in office. That means more Texans listened to his campaign speeches and thought, golly, this guy's smarter than me. He's my choice. Also, when his constituents heard the moon question, you have to believe they would think moving the moon when it was in the quarter moon phase would be easier because you don't have to move the whole moon. <laughs> from John R. Thank you, John. It's from Nancy Stanley, another uh, someone I've known for a while who also is a very funny uh, a lawyer and a stand-up comic. and. Uh, and has sent in some funny pieces and is uh, and quite funny, but she sent this in. <laughs> Republican Senate candidate Herschel Walker. He's running against, I think, Warnock, right, in Georgia, and used to, used to be on uh, Donald Trump's uh, football team when they played the New York Generals, I believe they were called. <laughs> and he's running for office as a Republican, um, Republican Senate candidate. Herschel Walker cast out on the theory of evolution in recent remarks, saying the fact that apes and humans coexist disproves accepted science. I think I'm losing some of you, okay? I mean, the fact that there was no reaction there is either you were mulling that over and thinking, maybe he's not so dumb, or it's been the coldest winter ever. And you, this is the first time you've been in a place where it's warm enough and you're thawing. I'm going to repeat it. I can't fucking believe. I thought, when I read that, there's got to be more than... <laughs> Did you get this before? Did this, like, come in the mail to you? At one time, science said man came from apes. Did it not? This is a quote. If that is true, why are there still apes? <laughs> Think about it. 
said Herschel Walker in an appearance at the Sugar Hill Church in Georgia on Sunday. Now you're getting too smart for us, Herschel, <laughs> said the lead pastor, Chuck Allen. So you got this guy who's running, he thinks the moon should be moved. Herschel Walker has a, apparently a degree, I think, I, maybe he didn't graduate, but wow, I mean, that's just, I don't even know how you argue with this stuff. That's the real problem we got. What do you say? Unless you dress up like an ape and talk to him. <laughs> I don't know what you do. I mean, you just kind of go, yeah, no, things just didn't work out for me. I, And here's another one. This is from Heffy T-Hole. I don't even know what kind of a name that is. Um, if that's, but it's, why the fuck does the Alaska state legislator not expel Representative David Eastman? Now, I had not heard of him, did you? No, but you had, well, you already had problems with the fucking Herschel Walker joke. <laughs> I don't know why I asked. Alaska state law does not allow people to serve as representatives or senators who are connected with organizations that seek to overthrow the U.S. Constitution. He, Eastman is a proud, lifelong member of the Oath Keepers. Yep, a Nazi memorabilia collector. <laughs> and a pure asshole in all its forms. This is, he once said that Alaska Native women only get pregnant so they can score a free trip to Anchorage for abortions and shopping. Well, at least you're still alive. <laughs> There's a pulse in the room. I don't know how you, I don't, I don't see how when you say that, that's not like, okay, it's just, Ernest Worrell, why is every goddamn restaurant serving up salmon like it's the second coming of the French fry? <laughs> Five-star dining fish like Haddock have been dispatched as if they were that fucking KFC double-down sandwich with two pieces of fried chicken or the bread. Question the salmon suggestion, and the server will raise an eyebrow as if he's some goddamn culinary 007 who now knows you know. Order a simple salad with Italian dressing and receive a look of contempt that Tucker Carlson would envy. I was told to try the delightful kale and cranberry selection with raspberry vinaigrette. Did you hear that, James? <laughs> James does, this is the one who does the, gets all of this. Now he'll stop sending my stuff out. But he does a great job back there. But he's the one who goes, he, he's, see, I have a constant fight with him about fruit in a salad. <laughs> Vegetables are there, fruit goes there, you don't fucking, fucking put them together. <laughs> In a raspberry vinaigrette, fuck that. But then he'll hand me something that tastes and it's good, but fuck him. The server was selling it like a used car salesman promised a night with Salma Hayek if he sold the Dayglow Green smart car that had been on the lot longer than, fucking, than the fucking PBS pledge break. Kale's nearest relatives? cabbage, collard greens, and the Lindsay Lohan of vegetables, Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Claiming kale is comparable to lettuce is like pitching Michael Bolton is as good as Elvis. <laughs> and fuck pretentious vinaigrette dressings. Get, 
Anna Maria Alvaghetti to whip up a bottle of good seasons Italian dressing, for Christ's sake. Wow. Now, even I thought some of you might have some fucking, you're old enough <laughs> to remember that. Nothing, huh? Nothing. Not even a kind of a stunned sigh that someone would mention Anna Maria Alvaghetti doing a commercial for good seasons. God damn it, folks. One of the reasons I come up here is to see the elderly. God damn it. And I got nothing from you. For those of you who don't know, I'm going to tell you, and the others know, but they're, they're fucking hiding out. Good seasons are the thing. They gave you a packet of shit, and then you put in oil and vinegar to a certain point, and you shook it up. And Anna Maria Alvaghetti was a singer, and she, uh, she did the ad. She, and it was Italian dressing, because, hey, she was Italian. Wow. Okay, we're being played, people, and the food, and the food Nazis continue to attack. This one is special, because it's not something I thought of, but it's really... Who bestowed the yogurt concession upon the Greeks? <laughs> Nobody zoomed me. I didn't get an email. Fuck those greedy bastards. Apparently, South Korea won't be dumping washing machines anymore. But who's preventing us from taking it in the ass at the grocery store by the goddamn Greeks? They're taking over our yogurt market like a fucking Cali cartel. I'm not playing Where's Waldo at the grocery store looking for my Dan and Light and Fit that has shelf space smaller than Mitch McConnell's conscience. <laughs> and, and price like Kobe beef. Still don't see a problem, fuckers? Look out for shitty chocolate spread created during World War II and being hyped like it's a fucking delicacy. These motherfuckers want you to think Giardelli chocolate is eating dirt compared to this shit. Don't say you weren't warned about Nutella. <laughs> Jesus. Sincerely, Ernest B. World. P.S. Lewis, here's an edible Russian sanction idea that's just killer. Don't let McDonald's close all their stores in Russia. Just restrict the menu to that fucking McRib sandwich. <laughs> Biden may end up at The Hague as a war criminal. <laughs> but hey, desperate times, desperate measures. <laughs> and then here's another one. Because what's funny is they start to come in in clusters. So the ones that were depressing were really, whoo, depressing. But the ones that were coming in about food, I mean, this is, uh, this is from Wayne B. I live in a rural suburban area of a mid-Atlantic state. What the fuck is the matter with most restaurants here in 2022? Unless I order soup, my place settings never contain spoons. God damn it. I have never heard that. And your silence once again makes me think that you have. Okay? I need some backbone out there. I need just some sense of commitment that you're in the room with me. I'd never heard it and you went, yeah, well, fuck you. Fuck you, you deaf monkey, Lewis. Yeah, I never heard it. I heard it. Uh, yeah, I'm, we don't have spoons up here anymore. 
We use them as oars. What the fuck? How do you? Wow. This quote trend, unquote, started here about five years ago. It has gotten worse and worse. The one restaurant in our area that actually gave us spoons without asking went out of business. So that was a real bite in the ass for us. I realize times are tight, staff short, but don't restaurant managers realize that some of us like to have a spoon to help us get every last morsel or drop out of our food. This is fucking important for those of us who either hate to cook or live on limited incomes. What the fuck? At least we're still getting forks and knives, but I would not be surprised if all of these eateries reduced us to eating with our fingers in the names of cost saving. We're fucked. Have any advice for me when I ask service for a spoon and get ignored or forgotten? Thanks for being so understanding. <laughs> Thank you, Wayne. You, you know. I, I was understanding, Wayne. The audience didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Up here, you should move to Jamestown. We're down the road to talk with hundred every you don't even get a fork or a knife. It's all it's just, it's called you go to you go to a restaurant. There's a restaurant here called Spoonorama. Wayne, <laughs> just a suggestion. I know this is bring a spoon. I'm, I'm a culinary genius. This is from Patricia Landon, and she goes, Biden and Pelosi, need I say more? Yes, uh, because uh, there's another 50 that you could say. You, there's a whole list. They're only the beginning of the list. They're just the beginning of the whole list, okay? Tons of them, tons of them. Can't pick those two out, all of them. Can't just say those two, all of them. All of them. I saw something today that surprised me, which I didn't. There was a, a truck that passed, and I don't remember. Was it a flag? It's a flag that said, fuck Biden. So I, I passed the, the, the truck that said, fuck Biden. And uh, I can be, I, I call him the ghost of Christmas past. And I have my problems with him. I don't think you say that. I just don't think you say that about him or McConnell or any of them. I think there has to be a certain kind of um, decorum when it comes to talking about those, uh, and we've got to get back to that. You don't, you don't, I mean, if you want to say that in private in your house, fine, I don't give a shit. But to drive around with a sign, there are children out there, um, you know, who see that. And they don't need to learn that as a way in which we talk about leadership. Even <laughs> so, you know, there's a, so all I'm saying is it's, you know, need I say more? It's, you can go, uh, it's, fuck, fuck all of them. But you don't need a flag or a truck. You just say that to yourself. You know, after your third vodka. <laughs> this is from Re Rebecca Davis. I'm, I'm a mess, flummoxed, exasperated, exacerbated, disheartened, disappointed, sad and mournful, and a myriad of other emotions at the state of things. I have a great deal of empathy, and I feel it all. 
gun control, women's reproductive rights, equal access to voting, the Equal Pay Act, anti-vaxxers, cancel culture, crying woe is me when someone else doesn't like what they said, <laughs> access to health care, sponsored content, masters news, climate denial, January 6th denial, trans rights, gaslighting, revisionist history, white supremacy, fuck me. Is there an end to this list? I'm reminded of a Far Side cartoon where God is sitting at his computer watching humanity on the screen, and his finger is hovering above the smite button. <laughs> I would be there at his side saying, go on, hit it, do it, hit the button, click it, smash it. By the way, as I write these, I hear your voice in my head reading it. Thank you for doing this. Even if you don't read them on the podcast, it feels really good getting it out. Um, please keep reading them yourself instead of another actor. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I, keep, I can't afford anybody else. <laughs> what? Thank you, Rebecca. Uh, and then, um, <laughs> this is from Teresa uh, Goodlow. I'm an avid listener, and, and don't think you, and, and don't think you've covered the many joys of online dating. <laughs> and I haven't. I've never. I've never. I've just never done that. That's like, that's, for me, that's like, boy, I can't imagine. Um, so here it goes. Since men love to detail all the specifics on who should not contact them regarding their oh-so-enticing profiles, please allow me to pass on a few of my own. If you insist on all full-body pics, please ensure you've actually completed a grammatically correct one. You want full-body. I want a fully legible fucking profile. <laughs> if you're asking women to be in peak physical condition, yet you have an overdue beer gut, rotten teeth, and haven't seen a shower, just no. <laughs> My profile isn't fake because you didn't get a reply. How about fucking reading my profile and letting it sink in that I'm not interested in raising your remaining in-house brats? I had two of my own. I'm good. We all know that the car in your profile pic probably does not belong to you. Okay? No one hikes that much. If you say you're not a drinker, yet your first pic is of you holding a fucking beer, see a doctor. Memory and attention to detail are the first to go. You could at least turn the fucking can around and pretend it's a soda. I'm not here to see pics of your friends, long-lost fraternity bro brothers. We are pushing 50. Let it go. I'm not impressed with your sexual prowess as a quality under reasons to date me. If you have to say it, it's probably not that fucking great. You've been lied to, okay? And nine, if you insist on being vulgar, at least spell the words correctly. <laughs> and lastly, most importantly, I'm a mixed-race liberal woman in Texas. If you contact me and your profile is full of hunting pics and I see anything even resembling a MAGA hat in the background, fuck off. I know a setup when I see one. We're not that stupid. Love from Texas. The good part, Teresa. <laughs> Here's a great idea from Glenn Brooks. Why don't they have toy surprises in adult-oriented breakfast cereal? <laughs> well, that perks me up. <laughs> I'd love to see a free key fob in the shape of a cartoonish rectum with a goofy look on its face <laughs> in my brand flakes. 
I'm not sworn to one brand, a brazen brand, or the other, but a toy would definitely sway my choice. <laughs> this is, I'm going to try to get this straight, because this is this from Joe Keenan or Conan. I think it's Keenan. I give walking tours. I love telling stories about my beloved hometown. I occasionally deal with dolts. I'm here for the 11.45 tour. I say, there's no 11.45 tour today. Today the tour is at 12.45. Uh, but it's 11.45 now. Yes, it is, but our tour is not until 12.45. When is the 12.45 tour? <laughs> It's in one hour at 12.45, but it's 11.45 now. Yes, it is. Then we would like to go on the tour. Excellent. Your tour guide will be here in an hour. No, it's okay. We're ready now. You don't have to wait for us. Your tour guide will arrive in one hour at 12.45, the time at which we have the tour schedule. Can I ask you a question? Oh, I would be happy to oblige. Are you certain the tour is at 12.45? Yes, that is the time of the tour. Then he takes out the cell phone and dials. My phone rings. Hello? Hello? The man at the tour won't let us take the 11.45 tour. There is no 11.45 tour today. Today's tour is at 12.45. Click. Okay, the man on the phone says the tour is canceled. We will go on another tour. We do have a tour at 12.45. Really? <laughs> then we want that one. From Bree Walters. We think, uh, James thinks, I got something similar to this. We think her husband sent something in about this and that she sent this in. I'm writing this on behalf of my husband. We've, we've recently bought a brand new built house. We're the first owners, the very first. Seeing as how I'm a bit obsessive with kitchenware and cooking shit, as I'm a trained pastry chef, I'm very anal about how and where things should be stored. My husband knows he has no say in where things go in the kitchen, or I'll lose my ever-loving shit on him and destroy everything that he stands for. <laughs> anyway, I was trying to figure out how to place things in our walk-in pantry. I put things in random assignment, as I don't know how I want to place everything since I'm a chef, and everything has a distinct place. If it's not in that distinct place, everything is an utter shithole, and you can't function as a person. Or maybe that's just me. It, it's, it, it's not. I can't focus on anything if I know shit is in disarray. Like I will stab a bitch about this to remain calm. Wow. So as we're putting things away, my normally super calm husband, whom has a habit of showing zero fucking emotion regarding anything, loses his mind over spices not being together. I have the vast majority of my spices in the pantry. It's a crap ton. It takes almost an entire 12 inches of space lengthwise while having shit tons stacked together. 
but I have a cupboard right next to my stove. I keep the super important spices up there. Wow. I'd already be in divorce court. <laughs> Salt, pepper, garlic powder, the shit that I use on the regular basis. I have it on hand. It makes sense to me to reach out and grab it. I use it almost every day. My husband says, I get why you store all your spices in here, but why the fuck are there more spices over there? Why would you separate them? Everything belongs together. He then proceeds to turn every single spice forward so I can see its name when I look at it. The same with the cans and the sauces and the rice and the noodles and the cereal. He yells about having law and order in this house and how everything has a place. He then finds my jello molds. I've helped some bachelorette parties in my day. I'm emptying boxes in here. What the fuck are these penis molds going? <laughs> Not with our regular dishes. I lost my shit laughing over him yelling about penis molds and how they affect his kitchen. They don't at all. I only have one. I'm not a freak. <laughs> he spends around 10 minutes of an entire day in my kitchen. I cook and clean while he goes to play video games. My subtle vengeance is making sure the light switches don't stay on the same level on one side of the house like the other. It drives him insane. <laughs> I know because I hear him bicker underneath his breath as he fixes it. Anytime he makes me mad, I fuck the switches. So they're not even when he turns the lights out at night. I will also throw a single uncooked noodle on one of his pasta dishes to find. Ain't marriage a peach. I'm a good person, seriously. But leave my kitchen alone. We all know this is my domain. Get the fuck out or I will force a bunch of broccoli in all our future dishes. <laughs> Thank you, Bree. This is from Steve Blondino. Would you like to round up today's purchase for charity? Holy fuckaroni. I'm not a horrible person. I believe in charity. Yet every time I'm at a point of a sales transaction, some poor underpaid employee has to ask me if I can round it up so their employer can raise money to seem like they care about a charity. I came in for coffee, for fuck's sake. Can, can I just pay for my gas, please, for fuck's sake? Can I get these five screws from my hardware store without the charity solicitation? I'm not having the best days to begin with, fucking Ikea. Or maybe I lost my five screws. I don't fucking know. Let's be honest, big chain companies. You want the public image of caring. If you cared, your employees would be compensated better because they work with the public and the public is filled with assholes like all of us. What they want is to pay their employees the least they can, smile and present the check to whatever charity and say on behalf of whatever shit weasel company, its employees and customers, we present this check for whatever amount of money to charity X, Y, and Z. How do we know they didn't skim the till on the amount? Then they'll claim, some will claim that the amount is their contribution to charities on their taxes. I say, fuck them. Give directly to the charities of your choice and eliminate the middleman. Way to go, Steve. Well, I'm going to end with this. And I want to uh, thank you all again for coming out. Um, and I, I deeply appreciate it. Uh, and that, uh, and that I was able to read some things that uh, normally I don't get the chance to read. And uh, uh, I, I hope it wasn't uh, too much for you. I think for some of you, 
It might have been. I think you withheld toward the end. I think there were things normally you would have laughed at, but you went, you know, you really upset me. And, I'm, and a lot of people were starting to cross their arms. You missed it, those of you at home. You take a look online about the, the center, and, uh, um, and next week uh, we'll be doing the, the rant is due. We'll be coming to you from Hershey, Pennsylvania, and then Philadelphia, and then Port Chester, New York. And uh, I want to thank everybody who came out today who... Uh, who you should know um, that, that, that this was a uh, it was once again a fundraiser and they uh, that, so really if they didn't laugh they didn't do anything they didn't care because they gave their money to the center so <laughs> and, and you really should know I've said this time and again but I uh, I've been involved with a lot of uh, theaters and all sorts of. Uh, organizations and um, uh, and in this uh, is the first I'd have to say one of the few times in my life that's that something they they told me what they were going to do and I said if they did 50% of it it would be unbelievable and they they've hit at this point about 90% of it it's uh, it's really beyond belief that what they were able to accomplish here and uh, and and they did it too in the midst of uh, what is truly a, you know, one, a, a period of real madness. So, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully things start to move in the right direction and we'll be able to, uh, you'll be able to spend some time here. It's, it's well worth it. And there's some really great places to eat here because I know you're worried about that. But I was in, it's Lissandro's, right? Yeah. yeah, I was there this morning, and I have to say, um, one of the, and I've been coming here for years, and one of the things that keeps bringing me back is not th these people. <laughs> but he makes, uh, and, and now the, the, the new owner who's taken it over, they make a, an unbelievable uh, Italian breakfast sausage that's spicy, it's spectacular. It's fucking unbelievable. Uh, it's a great breakfast place. The pub next to it is another great place to eat. The, uh, the, chop, the chop house is terrific and Forte, and, the, and there are a few others that I've missed out. And, uh, but you can always, you know, send, send some. If you're coming up, you send something to the website. I have nothing but, I have nothing but suggestions. You, and, uh, and you really want me to be your travel advisor. <laughs> This is from Christian Barberini. Dear Ms. Black, I'm an admirer, see? <laughs> and I regularly follow all of your podcasts, and after much thinking, I decided to vent my anger by seeking the help of your rather intellectually capable fucking audience skills. <laughs> I also tried to write to the Pope, but he asked me for donations. <laughs> in exchange for prayers and the complete album of holy cards, so I decided to write to you since the rant casts are for me like sessions by a Jewish psychoanalyst. And fuck, they're free. My name is Christiane. I believe that, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure that's right, I'm Italian. I've been living in Switzerland for eight years. I live in a small town of no more than 1,200 souls among the green Swiss hills where the peace and tranquility that rage every day are somewhat depressive. In short, 
Shit never happens. No murder, no slaughter, no robberies with weapons, no muggings, and above all, not even a drug dealer within a thousand kilometer radius, as weed is legal in Switzerland. The only chance for a little gossip would be to rape a cow by claiming to be a repentant vegetarian. <laughs> and the god Taurus has suggested that with this act, I will have eternal redemption and a life of pleasure in butcher's paradise. P.S. I understand vegetarians and vegans, but I'm carnivore, and I love animals, especially when they are in a pot. <laughs> We want to talk about the functionality of regional and state public services. I hate them with all my heart. Here, everything works in an effective way without having the possibility to complain. It is frustrating to have home accounts, your insurance, and above all, your taxes so exact to the penny. Fuck! <laughs> I also have the right, no right to pass the symptoms of the midlife crisis to a recommended son of a bitch who took the government post on a six-figure salary just because mom accidentally picked up the pen from the head of the personnel department and by chance she found herself impaled but with her son employed. Fuck! I can't! Fuck! First of all, I'm not sure I understand that paragraph. Did you? Nah. I'm going to have to ask you, Christine, you're going to have to explain that. I, I like the idea of the paragraph. I like the fact that um, someone was impaled and the guy got the job. <laughs> but there seems to be a paragraph within the paragraph that's missing. But I continue to read because he gets back on track. First of all, the recommendations in Switzerland do not work. If you're stupid as a stone, you will find, or they will find you a job suitable for a stone. The second point is, Everything works. Simple as fuck. Mine is a cry for help to you and to theaters in all the states of America, including Texas. Please, please help make Switzerland a normal country like the great United States of America. Oh, yeah. There, yeah, there are many like me who have a strong desire to have a television station like Fox News. We, too, would like to send our kids to school where, in addition to learning shit, they could gain experience in how to get out of semi-automatic gun shootings alive. We, too, would like drinking water like Flint's instead of the fresh, pure water we see coming from the high mountains. Good, but fuck, it's frozen. We, too, would like a president who has the oratorical skills of a dealer in a failed casino instead of having an annual spur who speaks perfectly the four languages of the country in different dialects. Oh, God. Well, isn't that something? Wants it to be like us. Wants to be like us. Lives in Switzerland, and it's too nice. Yeah. Wants to be like us. I mean, that's the reason I read it here at the end. It's hard to live in these conditions. Please help me. Thank you all. Thank you, Christian. Thanks to everybody who wrote in. Thanks, everybody. I'm glad I got a chance to read all of those. I'm glad that we got a chance to spend time together. Take care of each other. And I'll see you again soon.
Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me, <laughs> Lewis Black. It is produced by James Salkine. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. And most of all, thank you, all of you who ranted so well on this show. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.